millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I am your host. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And, of course, before we get too far in, we do want to, of course, thank the patrons. So, a huge thank you to Cam Yang. Listen, we thought about this next name a while, and we decided that we can say it. I, I, I went over it with our PR team. We're good. If you gaslight hard enough, MST is in a gate. Okay, now I know your initial reaction might be, that's terrible. And you're right, but it's also funny. So, um, But I mean, it's also kind of factually true, because if you MST a continuous spell, a continuous spell, a continuous trap, or a field spell, it is technically in the gate. No, 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 no. It, it, it stops the card from resolving. That doesn't make it a negate per se. But I mean, isn't negating something just keeping it from resolving? It would say negate that effect <laughs> on the card. I mean, I'm making a joke. The point is... Hey, quick gaslighting me into thinking MST is a negate. <laughs> Stop that. Okay, anyway. Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Gate Guardian Support, HGH Cyber, Josh Rosen, Marshawn Jones, Zyphorus, Yeet Defeat, I, Zephyr, Zephyrius AD, Anthony Leela, Blackwing, Silverwind, The Ascendant is a Floodgate, Branded Fart, Damian Zink, Dank, Nugs, Earth Machine, Best Deck, here, Caleb, hold this L while I tin dangle these nuts up on your chin. P.S. Justice for Justice for Sonny. What did I do? You gaslit me into thinking MST was in a gate. That's what you did. <laughs> but no, like someone who had to have made up this name before that. What did I do? I don't know, but I'm sure you deserve it for some reason. Probably. <laughs> All I know is that that's pretty targeted. That's that's targeted. It's, you did something to somebody. I mean, I mean obviously it's targeted. They call me out by name. <laughs> I am McLincoln, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rudolph, Tearlament, Sprite? Wake up, bro. We gotta leave for Edison. Oh my god. <laughs> the Hoover Dam is a floodgate. Tindangle D's nuts. Haha, <laughs> got him. Unbanned number 95, Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World. Zingus Khan. Aaron Gardner. Opelousa Episode Inbound. Opelousa is the one true floodgate. Asami. Demolition Beaver, Beaver the floodgate destroyer. Dragon Maidenless Behavior. Amazing. 
Jerry Beans, man. Nordic best deck, Old Man Red, pin code 143. Praise be to M -M 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 Mystic Mine, our Lord and Savior. Ray Powell, Shockmaster did nothing wrong, slaking it up, Stank Taters. Wait, what? There's no way I can legally say that. All right, thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. Now, if you would like to become a patron, you can find the link down below. And if you don't wanna become a patron, but you still wanna support the podcast at no extra cost to yourself, you can always do that a couple of different ways. You can, of course, check out our TCG Player affiliate link in the description down below. And you can also check out the affiliate link to Dragon Shield. Dragon Shield is, of course, one of the largest TCG and card game accessory manufacturers in the world. Dragon Shield makes you all of the best sleeves, deck boxes, play mats, binders, or they call them portfolios, I think, on the website. But in general, they have high quality products of all of these wonderful things. They have cool designs. They have great colors. Be sure to check out Dragon Shield. In fact, speaking of great designs and colors, they're introducing a couple of new ones. Mm -hmm. If you check out their, it should be on their website by now. If not, uh, you can find on various creators' Twitter accounts. They are they're releasing a design called Bolt Reaper. They are releasing a, I want to say, two solid colors, which are ruby and sapphire. Which are uh, ruby and sapphire, of course, red and blue, respectively, with little tiny flecks of, like, silver. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't looked at them super close yet. Yeah, uh, I, I looked, I saw them somewhere, I saw them on a website, and I was like, oh, that looks beautiful. Nice, nice. I can't so, wait, I can't wait to be able to get them and use them. Yeah, for sure. So, if you're interested in that, be sure to go ahead and use our TCG, our Dragon Shield affiliate link, which is also down below. And last but not least at all, we want to, of course, make sure that you check out Millennium Threads. Millennium Threads is an Etsy shop. They do custom embroidery work, mostly all Yu-Gi-Oh related things. And you can get Yu-Gi-Oh embroidered hoodies, hats, t-shirts, etc. And they are very fairly priced for something that is embroidered and made to order. So I know that you might look at the prices and think that they're on the high end, but I promise you, I promise you, for the quality of product that you're getting, uh, if you compare to other custom embroidery, it is absolutely worth every penny and I, competitively priced. I personally don't think don't think that they're charging enough. Me personally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I'm gonna be honest with you, I think that the pricing is like beyond fair. To the point of they might charge more, but I, I have heard people talk about pricing, but it's not an issue to me. So if you're interested in any of those, you can check them all out in the description down below, as well as if you're on Apple or Spotify, be sure to go ahead and follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. If you're on YouTube, leave us a rating or review. It helps us out tremendously. And of course, let's go ahead and get on into the main segments. What do you say? Oh, yeah. So we do have a little bit of quick play news we want to hit on before we get too, too far in. Let's talk about the newly announced structure deck here for the TCG. So that's right. We're getting the uh, Dark World, the Dark, Dark Ruler, Dark World structure deck. Entire. No, no, no. It's an entire structure deck just based around Dark Ruler no more. Totally. Like a whole new archetypal support for Dark Ruler. That's entire shtick is just searching out Dark Ruler no more. And then negating your opponent's stuff at quick play speed. Yeah. But no, in all actuality, we are getting the 
dark world structure deck with uh you know new, you know with the graph of retrain as a fusion monster all kinds yep. of really cool stuff so the set size is 45 cards the official launch date is november 30th 2022 that's the ots launch date and the actual launch date is december 2nd oh just time for christmas yep and the konami tournament legal date is also december 2nd darkness returns this winter with the brand new structure deck dark world Graffa, Dragon Lord of Dark World, first debuted in the game-shaking structure deck Gates of the Underworld, and it's now returning, and its return is now nigh. Structure deck Dark World brings this notorious theme back to the human world with a slew of new features. Here's some of what you can expect. Rainbow, Overlord of Dark World, has received a promotion. This new form of Rainbow, level 8 monster with 3,000 attack, can special summon itself from the graveyard simply by returning a level 7 or lower Dark World monster from the field to your hand. If it is discarded to the graveyard, you can add a level 5 or higher Dark World monster from your deck to your hand, and if it was opponent forced you to discard, watch out, because Rainbow isn't the only one who's been waiting for this day for over a decade. The great <laughs> Dragon Lord Graffa has a brand new form as well. The new Graffa is a fusion monster summoned using Graffa, Dragon Lord of Dark World, and any other dark monster. You can special summon it with a new spell card that lets you fusion summon by discarding cards, triggered the effect, triggering the effects of any dark world monsters used, as well as powerful other dark monsters like the danger monsters. While this new fusion monster is on the field, you can hijack an opponent's normal spell trap card or monster effect, turning it into a discard effect that unleashes your Dark World monster's true power. This new structure deck is playable right out of the box. The Dark World army awaits you. Each structure deck contains 5 ultra rare cards, 3 super rare cards, 37 common cards, 1 double sided deluxe game mat or dueling guide name and contents are subject to change i think that we both love the dark world theme and the dark world archetype it was oh yeah that i remember i remember that structure that came out that was like me too yeah yeah that's like one of the first structure decks i remember buying a buying three of just because it was so such a cool concept right yeah i i remember that too pretty vividly and it came out of the gate swinging. It won YCS Long Beach at that time, which I believe was the 150th YCS, maybe? Something like that, yeah. Or the 100th YCS, even? I think it was the 100th. So, yeah, something like that. It, it, it was a major YCS milestone. Right. Yeah, I remember pretty specifically, though, that structure that coming out to some really, really strong what's the word i'm looking for opinions from the player base oh yeah um in particular because it, it also got this reputation of kind of being a solitaire deck yeah because you just kind of sat there and played solitaire while your opponent watching on occasion would draw one in the discard one yeah th this deck is gonna be i think that all of the new structure deck cards from what we've read from the OCG reveals of these cards, they're going to be very, very good. Again, especially the fusion, because as they said, it it quote unquote hijacks your opponent's uh, card effects. It's in the gate without being in the gate, right? Because it doesn't actually negate; it just makes the effect after the, your opponent pays the cost of the effect. You go cool. The effect is now I discard. A, you make me discard a card, right? Thanks. 
And because I think it makes it to where that was your opponent's card effect, you get double effects off of it. Correct. Because your yeah. opponent was what made you dis- discard it. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it really is a crazy deck. And honestly, I think that we're going to see reprints of a lot of the danger monsters in this deck. <laughs> oh, that'd be gr- oh, that'd be really cool. Uh, going going for just straight up good old danger dark world. I wasn't we weren't even in the game at that point. Yeah, to me, that's it. It would be the way to go with this deck, in, in my opinion. So, but I think that it's time to get into some new cards. What do you say? Oh yeah. So these are the imports and world premieres from Power of the Elements. Do you want to start with the first one? Uh yeah sure. So, uh, to start with, we have well, it's a singer we already knew about and we've already talked about. So do you, do you want to just skip uh, Fish of the Deep Beyond? Well, no. I, I was talking about um, Vanguard of the Underground Emperor oh. is where we were starting. Okay. Actually, I don't think we're going to come back to the fish stuff. I don't stuff. have that tab open. Oh, Matt sent it to me? Uh, sure. Because I, I was stupid and closed that tab on my phone. Whoops! Ah, it happens to the best of us. And this okay. is happening live because we don't know what editing is. Editing is for the week. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be editing this until like probably 3 a.m. <laughs> True. Okay, so first off. That means you're the weak. The where all the Amazonist <laughs> women at? Come on, you organization. You're better than that. All right, Vanguard of the Underground Emperor. Level 8 Earth Reptile Effect Monster. Oh, it's terrible. It's a reptile. <laughs> 2600 attack, 2200 defense. If a monster is sent from the hand to the graveyard while this card is in your graveyard, except in the damage step. You can splash up this card, but place on the bottom of the deck when it leaves the field. He only uses this effect of Vanguard of the Underground Emperor once per turn. That's not terrible. You could dump it with Snake's Rain. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Then you can like, in like Dark World, it gives you a free level 8, because then you discard something, something that's discarded, right. and you special summons itself, and blah, 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 blah. Actually, it is a really good card for Dark World. Uh, yeah, because it, it lets him uh, pump out level, uh, rank 8 exceeds a lot easier. Yes. Next, we have Pit Knight Early. Level 2 Fire Cybers Link Effect Monster, 1500 attack. Link arrows are upper right and right. Materials is two effect monsters. When a monster this card points to activates its effect, except during damage step. Quick effect. You can target one effect monster your opponent controls. Until the end of this turn, change its attack to zero. Also negate its effects. During the main phase, if this card is in the graveyard because it was destroyed by battle or card effect and sent there this turn, you can special summon this card. You can only use each effect of Pit Knight early once per turn. This is pretty good. Yeah, it's only, solid. Yeah, the only issue is that it, your opponent has to knowingly summon to a zone that it points to. Yeah. But um, still cool. Which I think it might actually be possible to kind of force them to. Yeah, I think that is, that is possible. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's gonna be real difficult. All right, next is your card, Mimesis Elephant. Normal trap. Special summon this card as an effect monster. It's a level two beast with two thousand defense, zero attack. This card is also still a trap. If this card is in the monster zone, quick effect. You can declare one type and one attribute, then target one face-up card on the field. It becomes that type and attribute until the end of this turn. You can only use this effect of Mimesis Elephant once per turn. Terrible. It is indeed terrible, yes. But it's a level 2 trap monster, for what it's worth. Which is nothing. It's worth nothing. Yeah, no, it's it's not a uh, uh, Eldritch. 
trap monsters. Who cares? Yeah. All right. Next, we have the new cards that everybody's been waiting to hear us talk about. The fish deck. So, first card is all you, homie. All right, cool. Uh, so, are we skipping the one we've already talked about, or... Let's just go over it again just to remind everybody okay. what the archetype is about. So the very first card we got out of the archetype was Fish of the Great Beyond. Keep in mind that Fish, it's spelled, in this case, is spelled G-H-O-T-I. I think they did a reveal video where they pronounced it Goaty. But that's... But... Yeah, I know. But that's... Antithetical to the entire purpose of the meme that they named it after. Okay, in that case, I will be calling it Goaty from now on. I'm still going to call it Fish. For I mean, so am I. But for this, I'm going to call it Goaty. Uh, Goaty of the Deep Beyond. Level 10 Water Fish Synchro Monster. Question mark attack. Zero defense. Materials. One or more fish tuners and one or more non-tuner monsters. The original attack of this card becomes 500 times the number of banished monsters. If this card is synchro summoned during your opponent's turn, you can banish all cards on the field. During the standby phase of the next turn after this card was banished from the monster zone, you can special summon this card. You can special summon this banished card. Note. This card been by extension the entire theme derived their names from goatee respawning a fish meant to show the absurdity of lingual rules of the english language yep all right next we have moray of avarice not a goatee card but still goatee adjacent yeah this is a normal spell card banish one face up fish sea serpent or aqua monster you control draw two cards you can activate one moray of avarice per turn it's pretty good it's a play on Pot of Avarice and Moray of Greed. Yeah, it's 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 a Moray that's living in the Pot of Avarice, kind of like how Moray Greed was a Moray. Right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have pa- pa- Pache. Pachase. Uh. Pachase, Light of the Goatee, because it sounds because fu- it sounds cool. Level two Water Fish Tuner, zero attack and defense. You can banish this card you control, special summon a fish monster from your hand, except another copy of itself. During the standby phase, the next turn after this card was banned, you can special summon this banished card. To your opponent's main phase, if this card were special summoned this turn, you can quick effect. Immediately after this, after this effect resolves, synchro summon a fish synchro monster using this card you control. You can only use each effect of this card once per turn. Note, this card is an anagram of space. That's crazy. So, you can banish it, special summon a fish monster, or... You can more of avarice it, banish it. And then during the standby phase, it gets special summoned. And then during their main phase, you can pop off. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Sheaf Fairy of the Goatee, which is an anagram of fish. Of course it is. Level two water fish tuner effect monster. Where the non-tuners add no. Attack zero, defense 500. You can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one fish monster you control. It gains 500 attack until the end of this turn. During the standby phase of the next turn after this card was banished, you can special summon this banished card. During your opponent's main phase, if this card was special summoned this turn, you can quick effect immediately after this card resolves, special summon one fish synchro monster you using this card you control. You can only use each effect once per turn. Interesting. Dang. So pretty similar, yeah. but not quite the same. Uh, Enoch, Century of the Goatee. Oh, it's it's Ocean. Ah. Level six water fish effect monster. Oh, it's here's the non-tuner. Yeah. 2100 attack, zero defense. If this card is normal or special, it's level six. 
Uh, you can target one of your banished level 4 or lower monsters. Special summon it in defense position, but negate its effects. You can banish one fish monster from your hand or face of the field, add a goatee trap card from your deck to your hand. You can only use each effect once per turn. Interesting. So, normal summon pace, pace, paches, paches, I guess. Whatever. Pa I'll call him Pache because it sounds cool. Normal summon Pache, banish Pache, special Enoch. Enoch brings back Pache. And you get a trap. Yes. By banishing, like, Shift. And then Synchro 8. Your opponent standby, Shift revives Synchro 10. I'm glad that you can come up with all these combo lines just in your dome like that because I cannot. But this is also cool. These monsters synergize very well with White Or Whale as well. Yes. Uh, White Or Whale and, of course, their boss monster himself. Right. Next, we have Ascon, the Bicorn Goatee, a anagram of Sakana, which is the Japanese word for fish. Level 8 Waterfish Synchro Effect Monster. There's level 8. Yep. 2700 attack, zero defense. Materials, one tuner, one or more non-tuner monsters. If this card is secret summoned, you can target one fish monster you control and one card your opponent controls, banish them. If this card is banished, you can banish one fish monster from your graveyard, especially summon this card. You can only use each effect of Ascan, the Bicorn Goatee, once per turn. Oh, so something else you can do is with literally just pache normal summon pache banish it to special summon the other fish the other uh, other fish uh, level six one special summons pache you get a trap synchronate in this guy effect to banish himself and something your opponent controls right it's like yazi but worse and then banish uh the pache again to spree special summon himself Actually, and then it doesn't destroy it banishes which is interesting yeah and then next turn uh, Pache revives itself because it was banished, and then during your opponent's main phase, you can synchro summon into the boss monster. Right. And that's literally just Pache and level six in hand. Nice. It can just set up the boss monster in under five summons. Yep. Next, we have the Moist Distant Deepest Depths. It's not moist. It's the most distance deepest. I depths. swear, I see that as moist for some reason. So do I. Every I time I have to like double look at the word "most" because everything's water themed. Right. The most distant deepest depths, which is a cool card name. Not as funny as moist, but still cool. Field spell card. While you control a fish synchro monster, this card cannot be destroyed or banished by card effects. So it's immune to twin and cosmic. Jesus. You can only use each of the following effects of the... I almost said moist hand. The most distant, deepest depths once per turn. You can banish one fish monster from your hand or grave. Add one goatee monster from your deck to your hand. If a fish monster or monsters is normal or special summoned to your field while this card is in your graveyard, except during the name ship, you can target one fish monster you control, banish it, and if you do, add this card to your hand. Broken. That's really crazy in this strat. Oh my god. Yeah, like this whole strategy so far is really good. But it feels like Bee Trooper where it's missing, where it's missing pieces. So let's, right. let's hope it actually gets those pieces, unlike what Bee Trooper got. Yeah, Bee Trooper got sadness. But like, actually, this actually this this feels like actually this feels really good to just deck like this entire engine just feels really good to just deck into uh, shark decks. Potentially, yes. Because all aren't all. I think all the shark monsters are all fishes. So, I think some of them are aquas. Yeah, 
Uh, so now we're actually into the trap cards. For, uh, the one trap card we have right now. Goaty Chain. A normal trap card. Banish a face-up fish monster you control. Especially summon one of your goaty monsters that is banished. On your hand deck or graveyard. With a different original land for the monster banished to activate this effect. Um, mm. ba but banish it when this card leaves the field. Oh! Oh, I get it. So let's say you activate the quick effect of your, of your, uh, any of them, Pache, let's just say. Sure. And they Veiler or Imperm or whatever. They stop its effect from activating so that we can't Synchro Summon. You go, oh no, activate this, special summon the other one, activate effect to Synchro Summon again. And the issue is that it's a trap. Yeah, but you would say, but like, you, it's a searchable trap that you then set and it gives you, then your opponent has to deal with both. I think it's meant to work similarly to a Tri-Brigade Revolt. Maybe? Where it, it basically enables you to perform the summon on your opponent's turn. And as such, you allows can, you to interruptions based off of that. But you can already do it on your opponent's turn. Oh, I see what you're getting This at. gets the monsters, especially summons the monster, and forces the interaction. Ah, and then your opponent's got to either deal with the thing you just summoned or... And, like, let's just say you just go through the normal, normal summon line and you have the Pache. They, they either stop the Pache or they stop the other thing you summon. Right. Which could very, which, you know, is most likely going to be like another copy of. Uh... Also, it just says summon a fish. Yeah. Realistically, no, no, never, these never mind. are Banish pretty a solid fish. cards. Never mind. Banish the fish, especially summon a, uh, a gaudy monster. These are pretty solid cards. I'm not the biggest fan of them making every water archetype fish, it feels like, but... Well, well fish aqua sea serpent, but you know what I mean. Well, I mean, right now, the number one water deck is Cybers, so... Just because you made a good point doesn't mean I agree. <laughs> no, but I, I had this conversation with somebody today. It's I wish that they would change the wind attribute... To have more things that aren't birds. Somebody That's... somebody came up with a great idea for water where it's a steampunk-based archetype. Oh, like a steam archetype. Well, yes, the basically. Way I, the way I would do it is it's like a bunch of main deck, like water and wind monsters that are just like various typings, warrior for one, right, spellcast right. for another one, whatever, whatever. But then their extract monsters are all aqua wind. I think machine water could be cooler. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Or maybe, or yeah. Or, we'll let Konami work out the actual typings. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's one of those things where we're not like... Well, not experts or anything. No, no, not at all. All right, let's take just a moment to talk about ETB Games. ETB is, of course, our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana, and they are your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. They have singles and sealed product, deck boxes, sleeves, binders, play mats, etc. for all of the card games that you love, like Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, and Magic the Gathering. They also have a wonderful selection of figurines and paint for those figurines, as well as books and everything that you need for tabletop games such as D&D, Warhammer... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to... Uh, Pathfinder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll think of more, I promise. I'm, yeah. I'll get there. There's really not a whole lot more mini games as far as I'm aware of. 
but you can get stuff for those yeah. you know, they also have a wonderful spot to go and play some video games or whatever you want to do so if you're interested check out etb games their link is in the description down below now let's get on into our real main topic for today heck yeah so we switched over to the mailbag version of the instead of the podcast question of the day we're doing the mailbag now the mailbag is kind of cool because it does a couple of things it not only allows us to answer your burning questions yeah i mean it also gives us a a more interaction with well you guys the listener base right and the other thing that it does though is it allows us to see what is truly on your minds the most prevalently so for example we saw a lot of questions this go around over on twitter that were all targeted towards well how would you fix the game how would you fix this how would you do this and which are all very good valid questions absolutely like we're going to complain let's at least attempt at a uh, fix right so for example given top decks have consistency and power what decks do you feel like are lacking? Wait, hold on. Wait, that was not the question I thought it was. Whoops. Now, do you feel that a diverse meta like we're currently in is better for the game than one with a tier zero deck? I'm all for diversity, but when there's one best deck, it makes it easier to side or plan against. Do you think a reworking of floodgate rules or a reworking of rules related to floodgates would make them more tolerable? Things like that. If you had to t- design a floodgate, oh no, we're not doing that. Uh, not right now. Well, anyway. okay, okay. So like, if I was to, well, actually, hold on. With the, if you were to design a floodgate, my immediate thought went to redesign all the current floodgates with limits. For instance, ooh, I like this. For instance, goes and match. Just for sake of argument, let's just say Konami's giving us the reins, and we, we can do whatever we want. An example would be we could errata stuff like TC Boo, goes and match and stuff, errata them to where. You're better than me. I would just ban them outright. Yeah. Um. But like, let's say they say you can't ban them. You got. You got. You got to errata them. Boo. Um. Maybe. Okay. So like, you cannot activate this effect. This effect if you do not control. Uh, if you do not control two monsters. Sure. Something like some limitation, and then like after so many, and then like after, uh, or like the card blows itself up during your opponent's end phase. So, like, dimensional barrier, but, like, kind of worse? Yes and no. Blowing itself up during your opponent's end phase would make... Would make things worse, I think, actually. Because then it's, like, it doesn't restrict you at all. That's... mm, Oh, that's... Yeah, that's fair. Mm, Maybe... Like, I I don't don't know. It's one of those things where you got to wear... That was just, like, something off the top of my head is some limiting factor on the floodgate itself. Right, right. Or uh, or maybe it blows itself up during your next end phase. Right. So then your opponent gets a full turn turn of it, you get a full turn of it, and then it's gone. Yeah, that's something to consider. Or in order to activate this effect, you have to pay so many life points. Or to activate this card, you cannot control any monsters. Right, all of those are various really fair ways to redo it. You know, we'll we'll circle back to these actual specific questions on how to fix certain aspects of the game later. Right. What I really want to talk about, though, is I want to take the opportunity to overall 
oh, explore the game, explore the meta, explore the the internal functions of the game as we see it right now, and see if we can't find some common ground in ways that Konami can continue to design cards in ways that are interesting and interactive and powerful, yet don't promote people skipping each other's turns, right? Hmm. So a good example is, I think that there are a lot of problem cards in today's format, right? You have cards like Dimensional Barrier, Harpy's Featherstorm, Anti-Spell Fragrance, Tikaboo, Mystic Mind. All of these cards that do not promote a healthy and interactive game state. They are prevalent cards into strategies, even things like rivalry and goes in match. People are playing these cards and it's causing blowouts, but the thing is everybody's just playing whichever floodgates hurt their deck the least. Or completely unaffect in some cases. Right. So as a general whole, these cards are, they're just, how do I put this? Toxic? Yeah, that's it. They're just toxic. They don't really make the game more fun. They don't as a whole make the game more interactive because how often have you seen your opponent go full board and then set three and then one of them's like an anti-spell or a D barrier. So when you're reinforcing already strong end boards with even stronger floodgates and floodgate-esque effects, then you end up in a weird situation where your opponent can't play the game, but that's kind of the goal. So I, I don't know. I think that the game is in a really weird state right now with floodgates and turn skippers and things like that. Yeah. The game is just in a really weird spot. Where it's come to a point to where the name of the game is to make sure your opponent doesn't get to play the game. Exactly. And I think that's a problem. So. I mean, it's kind of like, it kind of, Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of like golf now. What do you mean? It's nothing like golf. Golf is like a physical activity that you have to like do things. Yeah, but the name of of both Yu-Gi-Oh and golf is to play as little of it as possible. That is fair. I do try to play as little golf as possible. But no, no, no. When you actually <laughs> play golf, it's to play as little golf as you can because you have to get as, as few strokes as possible to complete the course. I, too, try to get as few strokes as possible. Wait, no. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there was a joke in there somewhere, but I messed it Just up. Telling on yourself like that, jeez. I feel like I feel like there was a joke in there somewhere, but I definitely I messed it up somehow. It, it's it's fine. It is what it is. But but yes, the game is in a situation to where you're trying to make sure that your opponent doesn't get to play the game, but you get to. We said I've done, I think we've done said this like four times, four or five times now. Yeah, but it's true, right? Yeah, well, let, let's look at the cards that are coming into vogue for the next format, okay? Um, Stygian Dirge. Funny card. It, it's entire Yeah, its entire purpose is to keep Splite from doing anything. It, uh, Mischief of the Gnomes. And the band played on. Yeah, again, 
entirely designed to keep it to keep splite from getting to play. Deck devastation virus, eradicator <laughs> epidemic virus, mm-hmm. and to a lesser extent, uh, there's a third virus there, and I can't think of it. There's maybe full force. No, you're thinking no. of crush card, probably. Yeah, like the pre-errata crush card. Yeah, pre-errata, sure. The, my issue right now with Yu-Gi-Oh is that no matter what you do, the game doesn't feel very interactive most of the time. Oh, yeah, no, because I've had games, even with a deck, who like even back when I was playing Bird Up, or Bird Up's entire plan game one like at the very start which just put up a board that your opponent can't break and then finish them off next turn right i've had plenty of games where it was back and forth back and forth back and forth on turn zero right it's wild so here's my question how do we fix Yu-Gi-Oh? i mean as far as the lack of a back and forth we have to do something about about uh floodgates which you've already talked about Right. Yeah, like, either limiting. Let's just say for the sake of argument, we just straight up ban it. Ban all floodgates. Goes sure. in. Uh, I'm talking floodgates that are continuous traps, but also floodgates that are once one and done, like uh, Dimensional Barrier or Mischief of the, of the Gnomes. What about things like Lancia and Droll? Well, let's just say for, for the sake of argument, they're gone too. Sure. I'm fine with that. All, all D-Shifter? Gone. All, sure. All six barrier statues? Gone. Sure. I'm with it. Yeah. The mythical seventh barrier statue never existed, but also gone. <laughs> For the divine attribute. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> so, okay, sure. Let's start banning all floodgates. Then what? Then I think the game deve- delves in- delves into just, I'm just going to hand trap the living crap out of you. I don't even know that it does. I, I think it's, I don't care what you do to hand trap me. I'm still just going to combo anyway. Yeah, I'm either just going to sure up combo anyway, or another option is just I'm just going to put out a board that's just a bunch of negates. Mm, but yes. none of which are floodgates. You know, stuff like a Borload sat, like kind of like what... Um, Dragon Link? Not, yeah, dra- kind of like what Dragon Link or Dino could put out, where you have like a Dolka. Or Drytron even. Yeah, or even Drytron. We have like a Dolka, a Borload Savage, an Appaloosa. Maybe in a Dweller. Yeah, no, maybe Dweller's a floodgate. Yeah, Dweller will be gone through. He's a floodgate. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so so would uh, tape here. So would uh, the terribly tired tape here would also be gone. Baguska. Listen, I love Baguska, but I, I I want the lost art Baguska, please. Wait, there's a there's a different artwork of Baguska. Yeah, in Japan he's not tired. He's drunk. That makes a lot of sense. All the pillows are empty bottles of like various alcohols. That makes a lot of sense. That, okay, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to look it up real quick, go ahead. It looks really cool. I am. Uh, anyway, yeah, like no, like no Baguska. So, again, you just end up with a board of a whole bunch of negates, and they just kind of attempt to floodgate you, but just with the sheer number of no's on their end. And then I think also stuff like Solemn Judgment and Solemn Strike come back into vogue as well. Honestly, I prefer the TCG artwork. I prefer the sleepy boy. I prefer the drunk the drunk boy. I guess it's because I don't drink alcohol, so for me, it doesn't really, like, ring quite as true. That's fair. That is a lot of alcohol bottles, though. Yes. Cans. Yes. That is an alcoholic... Um, tape here. 
Yeah, that. Actually, I think he's supposed to be a Baku. I mean, he's a terribly tired tapir. He's By only, name. He's only ter- terribly tired in the, t- in the TCG. I think he's tired either way. Maybe the alcohol makes him tired. Makes him a sleepy boy. Maybe, maybe. So. Was I thinking of Baku? Is that correct? Okay, let's say we ban all the floodgates, right? Then what? Then what do we do past that? Because now you have an issue with too many hand traps, too many... Too it much is- combo. Also, it was a Baku I was thinking of. Okay. Do we, do we put called by to three? I mean, at that point, we would have to just to help rein in uh, hand traps and combos. Because th- because if you don't rein in the hand traps and the combos, you end up with a game of, did you open f- did you open four hand traps? No? Cool. I win. Right. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. I win right here. Right, because I think a lot of people don't realize that these floodgates don't just serve as as limiters, but they also can serve as board breakers. Mm-hmm. So if you're going second, you can set it, activate it next turn. Your opponent either has to respond to it with a negate, or if they don't have a true negate on board, just a lot of interaction, then they have to actually play around the new, the newly introduced problem. Right, exactly. Or... They just have to lose their monsters entirely. Yep. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and then, which can then actually give you the turn you need to on the clap back from right. there. Uh, OTK. But then it just becomes a, I'm just going to put up my turn one board, turn two. Right. Because I can't make my OTK board through what you got. Yeah, I don't like to be honest with you the idea of there being no floodgates anywhere in the game. What I do, what I would say is, while I'm fine, I would be honestly fine if Konami banned Tikaboo rivalry, goes in, anti-spell, stuff like that. Right, and maybe one or two others that don't expire, right? Yeah, that don't have a limiting factor on them outside of it affects both players equally forever. But it's not equal, right? If you're, if you know, if you're an all zombie deck and you flip uh, rivalry or warlords, right? Exactly. It does not affect you equally to your opponent. It's unfair, inherently. Yeah. So, what if we banned the highest impact ones and limited the rest? Do we worry then that they become saki one ofs? Yes, because then they do become saki one ofs by definition. Because they were one ofs. So, is there anything that we can do to fix this problem in current <laughs> TCG format without just a mass hit of the problem cards? Is there a way to targeted hit the cards that are the biggest problems? Okay. And leave the rest alone and hope that the situation just kind of works itself out over time. <laughs> I mean, probably what's going to happen is actually the latter where Konami's just going to kind of let the situation work itself out over time. I'm wondering if there is a larger, more overview of something that's happening in the game that we're missing, maybe that allows the game to, if you look at formats that have a lot of hand traps, there's usually reasons that more hand traps are prevalent. Prevalent. Whereas if you look at this format, 
with more floodgates. floodgates, you have to wonder if there's a way to prevent those floodgates from happening. If there is maybe I mean, something that they can do to make it easier for people to counteract these floodgates or something like that. I mean, my first thought is just from now on, like, if you don't do anything to floodgates, just make archetypes that can't uh, that can't function underneath the floodgates. So you can't have archetypes of nothing but the same type and attributes anymore. But then they can just play under Tikaboo. What about... But to be what f- about limiting Tikaboo, Gozen, Rivalry, etc.? That way... There's still a need for back row hate. Yeah. Things like Twin Twisters and Cosmics. Well, we can take the chaotic approach. Okay. All future archetypes are all, this, are all monsters full of nothing but monsters of the same type and attribute. Ban Tikaboo. Because then if... Because then if... Kind of taking a, um, a symbiote from the Incredibles approach. If everyone is special, no, no one. one is. Yeah. If everyone can play under, under those floodgates, do the floodgates still exist? Right. I see where you're coming from. So, to, but then you also then kind of hamstring yourself in the design department, right? I think that the the game is at its best when the game is more interaction based rather than based off of. How do I say this? I have my floodgate. Do you have right. an out? No. Good game, sir. I win. Right. So the game becomes more interaction based rather than restriction based. If you look at say last year before the release of burst of destiny and probably before the release of synchro storm also you had a format that had tri brigade to a certain extent tritron maybe to a certain extent virtual world eldlich altergeist both were fairly somewhat viable decks yeah it, it was it was it was a diverse and competitive format that was heavy on interaction rather than restriction. This diverse format is diverse because so many decks can play different floodgates that help them. Yeah. That format was diverse. Well, and it wasn't as diverse, but it was diverse because it had so many different ways to interact with all of the top decks. And that's yeah. why it was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because rather than just, I'm just going to flip the floodgates and now you can't do this entire game mechanic. It was, right. it was okay, cool. So... Uh, for monster effects, I've got like a pop, a bounce, a spin. In my right. back row, I've got like two Omni negates, and then I have a hand trap, a uh, search negate in my hand. Right. As opposed to now, where it's just I got goes in, Tikaboo. which, in that kind of situation, like with that kind of thing, though, you do end up having a whoever goes first wins because they set up an unbreakable board. How- That's not true. However, in those kind of situations board breakers all of a sudden become very powerful. Sure. Um, such as Alpha Master Beasts. Uh, Droplet, Dark Ruler No More. Yeah, Droplet, Dark Ruler No More. Panker Tops. Evenly matched. was crazy at that time. Lightning Storm. Crazy. Yeah, Harpy. And now, Regeki and Harpy's Feather Duster all of a sudden become very playable. Right, especially now that Regeki's at three. Yeah, because uh, all of a sudden, it's not a sack you one of to just, your opponent has to, has to use up one of their interactions or lose their board. Right, it's a deck building decision now. Yeah. Whereas, let's look at let's look at the decks that are popular in this format and some of the cards that they use to control the game state, right? Okay. So, let's start with the one that everybody hates. 
Fluanderies. Yeah, they they can they can fu function under uh, rivalry warlords, no problem because they're all winged beasts. Sure. They don't special summon, so they can run special summon um, based floodgates, no problem. Well, the bigger ones that they, people are really upset about is Dimension Shifter. Yeah, I was about to say. And also Harpy's Featherstorm. Yeah. Cause, Again, because they're all winged beasts. And both of those cards are just insane. Just absolute blowouts that are turn enders. To be fair, Harpy's Featherstorm was created in a time where a winged beast only archetype just wasn't viable. Viable. It was a way to attempt to make to make people actually want to bother playing stuff like Harpies. Sure, and it's meant to be a good Harpy card, and I get that. But the issue is, it becomes a good card for any deck that's a winged beast based. Right. Yeah, like, even back with Bird Up, I considered running it in uh, Tri-Brigade Lurlusk. A lot of people did. Because it's, it's, cause I, I, I'm i like 90% winged beast. Alright, so, let's make the first hits here a ban of Featherstorm and a limit of D-Shifter. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, because then it becomes, yeah, D-Shifter then becomes a Saki one-of, but becomes a Saki one-of that you can now interact with. Right. Because now it's not, uh, activate D-Shifter. Oh, uh, oh no, I'm going to activate, um, let's just say for the sake of argument, uh, Call by the Grave. Sure. Okay, D-Shifter again. Pretty much. Because I've had that happen. Well, I mean, if its effect is negated, its effect is negated. Well, no, because then they just kind of go, cool, pass. D-Shifter, again. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Here's my thing about the... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What, what about Call By? People complain so much about Call By. I, honestly, I would be a big fan of Call By being banned, if we're being honest. <laughs> I actually feel the opposite about Call By. I, I just really like Call By as a, uh, as a tool. Because it's not just a no to hand traps. Um, it can also be used, it can be used offensively and it can also be used defensively. Yeah, that's the issue. Uh, that that's why I like it. That, that yeah, but that's the issue. It's that powerful and it shuts off the card until the end of the next turn. That's fair. It is it is kind of floodgatey in that sense. It's just it's too powerful from an interaction standpoint. You know what they need to do? Ban it. Ban it and then reprint another card with with its same effect, but it only negates the monster banishes effect. It yeah. doesn't like like let's say your opponent um it only banishes that copy's effect. Correct. Oh. Then I, and then I, I, I think there would be fair to put it at three. Because what if here's we could just do the OCG approach, which is call by it to cross out it to. <coughs> I could feel that. Well thing is people are people are the well, thing about the tcg is that like like because like back when uh nobleman cross out nobleman cross out cross out designator yeah was at three over in the tc uh, in the ocg people were playing at three right how many people are actually playing cross out designator over here in the tcg literally nobody yeah so you, yeah so if you do that people just go cool i have a second call by now thanks pretty much wow also cross out designator that's crazy. $28. Yeah. No, See, I, no meta play at all. Yep. Cause it's a really good card, but it all, but what I like, what I like about, uh, about Desi cross out designator specifically 
is that it actually self-limits itself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't negate for the entire turn. Honestly, I think that we could just ban call by because of the existence of cross out. Yeah, because then people would actually bother playing cross out. It's not only that, but but then cross out honestly does what call by needs to do. But in some ways it does it better, and in some ways it's a lot fairer because yeah. you have to have those cards in your deck. Yeah, and then like if it's a sacky one of you're you're going to try and negate, you have to not have you lose that sacky one of. Right. In exchange for your opponent not having it as well. Um, yeah. For instance, your opponent activates. So let's say you have a bunch of back row, and your opponent activates the harpy's feather duster to to blow it all out. You can go. Do I let it resolve, or do I stop my, or do I spend my harpy's feather duster to stop their harpy's feather duster? Right. It, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a counterspell situation, um, from Pathfinder in there, where if if I want to stop my my opponent there from doing a spell, I have to I have to spend the same spell to do it. Right. You know, it then become. It, you got, then you have a whole lot of mind games and do I, don't I with the second right, one right. ofs. Um, and then for like the three ofs, it's like, well, that reduces my my count and my deck to two. Right. So now there's less like, I'm less likely to actually draw the thing. Yes, yes. I think that there's a couple of different ways that we could go about fixing Yu-Gi-Oh. I think that something should be done about floodgates. Mystic Mind should be banned. Oh, definitely. Way. Mr. Mind needs to go. Yeah. I, I've been saying that for a long... Listen, listen, listen. Somebody suggested me that I play Mystic Mind and Dino, and I was like, no. I but re- it's really good. It's really good. I refuse to do it. Yeah. Whenever you have decks like Sky Striker getting second at... Getting first at YCSs and second at Nationals... Because... Because of Mystic Mind's existence, there, there's a problem there, big there, fella. There's a huge problem. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to do some mailbag? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. I, I think we've I think we've rambled on enough about this. <laughs> sure. We're for the mailbag though. We're gonna try to kind of blow through some of the answers. Yeah. I, I know that people want to hear stuff long and ex, ex, explained in a long way, but very expository. Yes, but we're gonna kind of blow through them. So let's start the Discord server because you know, you know, they they take priority. Yeah. Uh, should pancreatops stay limited? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what drives you in the game? Is it a drive to get better or more towards your content? For me, my drive is while I love the podcast and enjoy the podcast, my number one priority is being better at the game and winning at the game. Because one, it it feels good to win. Let's just be honest here. It, it feels good to win. And two... I would be lying to you if I sat here and told you that winning winning helps the podcast too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit of both. For me personally, it's a little column A, a little column B, a little column C. Column C being hee hee shiny cardboard <laughs> with pretty pictures. Yeah. Called by the Grave. Should it be banned, semi-limited, or unlimited, and why? Banned for reasons I talked about earlier. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind, I kind of like where it's at, personally. I don't like how sacky it is, and I think it's one of the biggest blowout yeah. cards in the game right now. It can be. It certainly can be. Yeah. Let's see. Huh. One Piece community ref- is it? One Piece is commonly referenced as having a thousand episodes slash chapters. Can you name another anime with a thousand episodes? Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
I oh. think if you combine oh. Naruto, Shippuden, and Boruto, it's right there around a thousand episodes. What? I immediately pictured an anime that's been around longer than One Piece. It's been around longer than Astro Boy. And as the rise about to say it, I forgot it. So I'm going to look it up. One second. Sure. Do you say ours and ours, ours and ours, or oars and ours? Not gonna lie, that question kind of confused me. Sase-san. Never heard of it. Oh, it's, uh, let's see. It has 7,701 episodes. Oof. Oh, I know of an anime that has more episodes than One Piece by a lot. They have like 4,800 episodes. What's that? Sesame Street. It's not an anime, though. Hey, yes, it is. What are you talking about? Sesame Street is like the best anime of all time. All right. Would the game be any different if we had one banned list for the TCG and OCG? Yeah, it would be way different. Oh, my God. Unless they, just, unless they just made the OCG adapt to our banned list, which would never happen. No, 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 no. Um... I mean, because then we have Max C back. By the way, Sazai-san's been running constantly since 1946. Jeez. Do you think a reworking of rules related to floodgates would make them more tolerable? Potentially, depending on the rule reworking. I think if you were limited to having, say, four floodgates in your main and side deck combined yeah. would be pretty cool. Or, or, or even, like, have a, have a floodgate tag. So, like, on a trap card, it would say, like... Uh, like continuous trap and then like kind of like how monsters say spellcaster effect it would say like floodgate and you're only allowed to run one play set of floodgates right what changes to the ban list would make the game healthier specifically what cards could come off the list to one or go back to three I say wind up carriers and maity is my pick as long as they ban hunter no leave hunter I'm, that's fine really yeah, it's super susceptible to hand traps. That is fair. Yeah. TCG, OCG has... Well, Hunter is banned in the OCG, but they have kept Zenmei Idiot 3. Well, not only that, uh, also, they also have Max C, so if your opponent Max C's the star of the combo, you can't hand rip them. Right. But I think you can actually deck them out on that. No, no, no. Wind, the wind-up loop isn't infinite. It was a good card that when sent to the graveyard pops a spell or trap to give context. I want to use Beatrice to send a card to grave to pop Scythe on my opponent's turn. I don't think that exists, I'll be honest. Uh, Vajra. Artifact Vajra. No way. Does that just happen to do that when this card is sent to the graveyard? I think. I'm looking it up. That would be broken if it was. What was the reasoning of summon sorcerers being banned? Something to do with Link monsters and it being a crazy Link monster. I, I honestly Wait, don't what know. card? Summon Sorceress. Oh, yeah. Something uh, to do with like you linking or something. Vajra. Magic? Yu-Gi-Oh. Here it is. Okay. So it so if it's set in a spell and trap zone and gets popped on the spell and trap zone, mm -hmm. it special summons itself and then destroys all your opponent's spells and traps. Okay. If Sunny and Caleb could be Yu-Gi-Oh characters, who would they be and why? J I would be Jaden Yu-Gi because we have the same personality. Electric. Fired up. All the time. Oh, you mean the English dub of Jaden. Yeah. Got it. But He's kind completely of a different in the Japanese dub. But also kind of has a dark side, you know. <laughs> hey. Sorry. You're making the audio peak, bro. Sorry. 
Oh, uh, for me, I want to say I would probably be more like, um, uh, what was the dude's name? I don't know. Uh, Yuya, I think the main character for Mark V. I'm not even going to pretend it out, but I'm probably more like Weevil. Let's be honest here. You're more like a Rex Raptor. Who will make the Super Bowl? Hmm. Saints Bengals. Let's go. No comment. Uh, totally awesome. One of the best name localizations or one of the worst? I love it. It's totally awesome. True. <laughs> Do you feel a diverse meta like we're currently in is better for the game than one with a tier zero deck? I'm all for diversity, but when there's one best deck, it makes it easier to decide or plan against. I, personally, I like a, like a square or pentagon format where there's like four or five decks. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are your thoughts on the Godi archetype? Personally, I think with a couple solid cards, it could be a tier one or two deck. Easily. Yes. Easily. I don't know easily, but yes. If you had to design a floodgate type card yourself, what would it do? Bonus points for a cool card name. Uh, let's see. Hmm. They, they, are, they already did most of them. Uh, I've got an idea for one. Sure. Um, I'm calling it, for now, Millennium Wall. Okay. Um, and then basically your opponent cannot declare attacks with monsters uh, above a certain threshold, threshold, and it's kind of like a, uh, what's that wall? Wall Revealing Light? Yeah. But, like, without the cost. So, Wall Revealing Light, but even better. But also, a card that's already limited, but better. But also worse because the threat threshold would be like, I don't know, 2,000, 1,500 maybe. Nothing above that can attack or below that? Nothing below can declare, can declare an attack. I've got a funny one. Mm -hmm. It's a floodgate called the American Healthcare System, and its effect is that neither player can gain life points above 8,000. <laughs> All right, given top decks have consistency and power, what decks do you feel are lacking just slightly on one side, i.e. which decks have the consistency needed to top but not the power level and vice versa? Hmm. That's a good question. It really is. Uh, I think B-Troopers have the consistency, they just don't have the power ceiling. That, that That's fair. That's fair. They don't have the same... Like, the OCG B-Troopers have a much higher power ceiling than here in the TCG. Not really. They can search max C. That doesn't give them a high power ceiling. Fair. But it gives them... Ridiculous. Um, but as far as, like, has a high power ceiling, but doesn't have, like, enough consistency, I would probably give that one to... Probably Fish right now, actually. Maybe. The, the Gaudi archetype. Yeah. O Europe and Oceania have their big championships soon with Power of the Elements legal. Seeing the new cards and Power of the Elements and some surprise imports, what will the meta look like? Will it? Be, what will the meta look like? Will Gotti do something? Not in my opinion. I think we'll probably see one like Gotti plus like Gotti, but like as a supplementary engine in another yeah deck potentially. Maybe like a shark deck. They'll probably be like one in top 64, and then that's where it gets stocked out for yeah. some reason. 
mostly due to somebody would have just thrown it together and it's like i kind of know how it works yeah is morphtronic ftk a viable option no now that the no. duke devlin cards it's hilarious is gem knight ftk back in business no also no, not. no. would konami offering cash support motivate you to practice play or travel to events more often yes yeah cause, yeah because then if you're good enough you can have the you can literally have the hobby pay for itself right which cards unbanning would make you most question your life's decision up to that point um man that's a that's a good question what card would uh, make you question life hmm that's that's a real that's actually a really tough one i would I would probably say maybe Colossus. I'm gonna pull up the balance because it's yeah, just yeah. easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like right there in front of us. Yeah. Ancient Let's Fairy. See. Ancient Fairy, I don't actually think would be that crazy. Honestly, true king of all calamities. Oh yeah, no, no, I. That card would just make me question life. Oh my god, it was v- legal. Yeah, VFD was. I've only ever been VFD'd once. What? There was a whole format of it. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't playing during it. Oh, magical scientist also. Any of those old, broken, not once per turn cards, really? Yeah, yeah. So. All right, that'll wrap it up for today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. Like I said, if you want to help support us, please be sure to check out our TCG player and Dragon Shield affiliate links down below, as well as our Patreon. Also, be sure to check out Team Dark Arm Dealings, ETB Games, Millennium Threads, and all of the other wonderful things that we've talked about in today's episode. So with all of that said, thank you all so much for listening, and until next time, have a great week. Take care, everybody. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gays wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>